Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 182. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo. A lot to get into today, but before we do that, just a reminder to visit our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com to links to all of our shows, merch, and blogs, as well as links to the WaxCast podcast run by the venerable Gavin Wax, and This is America by Rich Valdez. Guys, those links are up on our website. Once again, that's EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com, and if you would like to save some money on merch and help us out at the same time, use code FRAUD for what was it, 15, 15 or 20% off? I forgot what it is now. You're saving money. We're making less money. All right, go buy some shirts and scare some people. What is it, Gabe? It's 20%, but actually, if you use code GABE10, you can get actually 10%, which at times is better than 15%, uh, you know, for us anyways, at checkout. So Gabe is trying to save you guys less money so that he can make more money, people. Don't do that. Use code fraud for 20% off for a limited time. I think it's only up to like the next week or so. So use that, guys. We have hats, shirts, everything up on there, guaranteed to scare your leftist neighbors. So And hoodies. Yes, and hoodies. I'm wearing one right now. It's very warm. It keeps me warm. It's cold out, people. We're getting a lot more snow this week. You got to stay warm. All right? You got to stay warm. Empire State Concern Network hoodie is the way to do that. All right, so I, I I teased this episode on social media by asking people if they thought that Tom Brady beating a black quarterback at the Super Bowl during Black History Month was a form of systemic racism. And I told people the answer is going to surprise you. And I lied. The answer is no. Like what the fact that this is even making the rounds on social media shows how low the bar is on social media. The fact that people would even, it, it's not even a joke. People are writing articles about this. It's a sport. It's a sporting competition. The Super Bowl happens to get pushed back into February, which is Black History Month. What on earth is Tom Brady supposed to do because he's playing against a black quarterback? Like, Gabe, it's, it's, it's baffling. I just, I don't even understand. I really, I'm losing touch with the rest of society. I don't even understand how someone can walk and breathe at the same time and then think that this is an actual thing. Uh, well, go sports. That's my level of knowledge when it comes to this type of stuff. Uh, but I can comment. I, I do have enough uh, knowledge to comment when people have lost their gosh darn minds when it comes to something like this. Uh, but, you know, also with sports. Uh, but with that being said, how, why is it that everything has to be about race? So what? Tom Brady happens to be white. The guy who was uh, the other quarterback on the other side happens to be black. You know, why are we still focused on someone, someone's race? How about we look at the fact that, hey, this guy's a black quarterback that made it to the Super Bowl. I don't think that he was necessarily handed on, uh, you know, everything on a silver platter to just automatically give him a path to the Super Bowl. To my knowledge, while very limited, the teams have to perform better than every other team to get to that cha championship, that playoff um, standard. So why can't we celebrate the fact that two teams were able to, you know, be better than the rest? Understandably, you know, one of your teams lost. But listen, Tom Brady is somebody who, from what I know, now has what, like seven Super Bowl rings. This guy has been a huge lover of hate him. He's probably like the best football player, American football player that we've seen uh, in probably the history of the sport. I mean, he's it's due to his leadership. He was great with the um, with the Patriots. Now he's on with the Buccaneers. So I mean, listen, this is a guy who's obviously 
uh, one of the best of the best. The same way that people would say that LeBron uh, or Kobe, uh, you know, rest in peace, um, would be good at basketball. Michael Jordan would be one of the best uh, ball players of all time. It's not anything wrong to say that a person's good at what they do just because it happens to fall in a month that we're celebrating Black History. How about we say that it was Black History that that quarterback made it? You know, maybe I don't know if it was his first Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl game or not. But how about we say that we made it to that level? Either way, both teams are walking home with a couple more million than you or I. So I don't see what the big what's what's so wrong about it. It's no reason to say that just because he's white, what he's supposed to do, play worse for his team. No, that's not how this works. No, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And Anson hit it right on the head. Tampa Bay had 12 black coaches and two female coaches. But all the left wants to do is hate on Brady for beating white and being white. And they're hating on him because he's a supporter of President Trump. He's been very vocal about that. Him and Belichick both supported the president. Brady has been photographed with a MAGA hat in his locker. And that's why they're doing it. They're trying to push a narrative of white supremacy and white dominance in America. When in reality, this is a fair sporting competition. And the Buccaneers won, but they are so obsessed with race. They are so obsessed with it that every single thing has to be about it. It's the same reason why they have to play the black national anthem. I'm sorry. I thought that the national anthem was for all Americans. I didn't know we needed separate national anthems for every ethnicity. I mean, are we taking the Jewish national anthem? Is that next? Because, you know, I have some thoughts on it. I could write one. It would sound a lot like the regular national anthem. It actually song. But it's 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 getting it's getting ridiculous. Why every single thing has to be about race? And if you don't, and if you know, if you're again, if you don't want everything to be about race, oh, you're not anti-racist. It's not enough to not be racist, right? You have to be anti-racist. So everything has to be about race. Yeah, I mean, looking at looking at this, you're finding. And thank you um, to the viewer who actually you know gave me knowledge on this on this topic. But look at this. Of course, it's always about trying to put you know, anyone who supports the president on this horrible, like, guillotine. Like, God forbid you ever take a picture with a MAGA hat once in your life. It's another way of the left saying, guess what? If you support the president, if you're a Republican, if you're a just a Trump supporter in general, how dare you? You should never be able to do anything anymore. And it's going to be very hard for people to try and cancel Tom Brady. This is somebody who wins, unlike Colin Kaepernick. And they were drawing the comparisons. Oh, well, Colin Kaepernick, he's, you know, he made a political statement and Tom Brady was taking picture with a MAGA hat. Colin Kaepernick sucks. As Colin a- Kaepernick got benched <laughs> for Blaine Gabbard, who is the backup now for Tom Brady. Colin Kaepernick was good for about two years and then was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. That's why he lost his job. It had nothing to do with the kneeling. He sealed his fate with the kneeling, but he was benched way before he started kneeling. He started kneeling to get attention. Well, what about his, uh, what about Colin Kaepernick's, um, his own training session that he had for all of these uh, recruits because he didn't want to get drafted regularly. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on this uh, sports topic again. But to my knowledge, he did his own training session, invited some teams that he personally wanted to be on, and nobody chose him. Yeah, nobody that was he was trying to get back in the league when they offered him a workout. And then he didn't even, sh- like, he wouldn't even show up to their workout. He decided he was going to go work out at a high school. Everything he does is for attention. He's not, yeah, listen. When you get a million dollars from Nike for not even playing the sport and just being a complete jackass, why would you step on the field? Why would you want to get hit when you can make a million dollars just running your mouth over nonsense? Well, ironically, uh, Colin Kaepernick has been a voice and champion of BLM. uh, And this champion of BLM is actually supporting uh, child slave labor conditions in China. So, you know, there's irony there. But 
Yeah, yeah, but again, this is what the left does. The left pushes false narratives because their end game is simple. It's government control, right? So who's going to make us equal? Because apparently we're not equal. Who's going to do it? It's the government. How does the government do that? Give the government more power. They'll make you more equal. It's all about that end game. And people don't get it. That's why they don't care that Joe Biden is now putting kids in cages or in tent cities, right? They don't care. Because it's all about get it's all about no Joe Biden's in power now. It's fine. We all we it's okay. They don't care that if that Congress is trying to push one of the most unconstitutional gun law uh bills ever, which would essentially create a gun registry and allow for people to be essentially uh, arrested for not having insurance on their firearms, which essentially means that if you are don't have a certain level of income, you won't be able to own a firearm if this bill passes. So no mm -hmm. one cares about that because at the end of the day, all they want is big government to give them their little universal basic income and take care of them. That's what it is. That's what the left is pushing because the police brutality narrative about the police going around murdering young black men has been debunked. Mm -hmm. They're acting like every single day a young black man is murdered in the street by police. And listen, if that was true, that'd be horrible. And then we should do something about it. That's not what's happening. And it's always been a false narrative. Almost every single one of the shootings, by the, the police shootings that has been publicized has had false narrative behind it. Almost every single one. Mm -hmm. But they don't care. They don't care. And then they say that we push, push hate and misinformation. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, I recently uh, wrote an article on the Black Lives Matter resolution adopted by New York City schools. Uh, so what happened was uh, Asada Shakur, who is actually Tupac's godmother, um, wrote, uh, is, sorry, was being featured on the Black Lives Matter at School um, Initiative program, where she was saying, it was her quote, where towards the end it said, we have nothing to lose but our change, which is a variation of the Communist Manifesto. So the New York City Police uh, Benevolence Association got upset and said, you're glorifying cop killers. You're glorifying cop killers on the homepage of one of the, you know, on the 13 tenants where they're calling to actually destroy uh, the nuclear family, which is, that's systematic at that point. Because think about it, you're having something that's adopted by a city, by a city government, by a section of the city government, i.e. the public school system. With that being said, what happens? You're now encouraging the state to encourage your children and your, your, your way of life at home to not care about uh, a nuclear family anymore, which has led to studies have shown that leads to, into higher uh, rates of not only uh, poor mental hygiene with uh, the youth that are affected by this, but also potentially higher incarceration rates at the same time. And you look at the black family structure before welfare, uh, before the welfare state was really as big as it is now, and you found that black families and minority families in general were better off with it with the two family, uh, sorry, two parent families. Just that's just the science behind it. It's not sexist, now racist. But BLM is now pushing for this, and at the helm of this is a convicted cop killer. Now, I so people reached out to me and said, "Well, you know that you know you don't have the full scope of this." And I said, "Listen, I report on what's what's reported. This person assassinated. Sorry. Well, yeah, assassinated a cop in New Jersey, a state trooper, execution style. That's not self-defense. That's not a crime of passion. When you have someone." literally on their knees begging for their life and you kill them that's an execution you have the complete power in that situation and then you break out of prison and now you've run and you run all the way to cuba 
bleeding with stuff from your um, from the Black Liberation Army, something like that, a, a variation of the Black Panthers, which are already an aggressive group. And if we're going to start looking at what's happening in this country, and people want to say the people uh, that invaded the Capitol were domestic terrorists on uh, on January sixth, then those people that she aligned herself with and inspired are domestic terrorists as well, just because they happen to share. Uh, sorry, happen to have uh, different skin colors doesn't mean any less in the eyes of the law. But, but it's in the it eyes of public opinion game because the left, as you like to say a lot, which is 100% true, if the left didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any at all. And it's a thousand percent true because they're going after President Trump. And I had some li liberal that I work with today say, oh, you know, they should take him down so he can't run again. Why? Why shouldn't he be able to run again? Oh, he incited violence. Well, did you listen to his words? Because he said peacefully many, many times, and the activity at the Capitol happened before he even finished the speech. So if you want to make it that anyone who incites violence can't run for public office, let's start with the Democrat Party. Let's start with Nancy Pelosi. Then we can go to Maxine Waters, Chuck Schumer, AOC, all these people who have incited violence and hate against Republicans and against other Americans. We can't. It can't be a standard for one person. You have to, everyone needs, everything needs to be applied equally across the board. That's why it's called equal protection under the law, which we have in this country. We have mm -hmm. equality. The problem is you are constantly being told by people who want more power that they can make you equal because you're not. It is only up to you. Only you can lift yourself out of poverty. Only you can make your life better. The government cannot do it. They cannot do it. I feel like, I feel like a broken record. <laughs> Listen, war on drugs, war on poverty, war on crime, war on terrorism. Like, let's let's stop acting like the government can solve problems, people. Right. And this is something where we have to look forward, uh, you know, before thinking on. We Black Lives Matter has done nothing for the community aside from riling people up to keep them angry, to make people not and to be to make people fearful of their fellow neighbors that are a different race from them. Listen. I live in Queens. It's one of the most diverse places on the planet. Just on Jackson Heights, uh, on Roosevelt Avenue, you have, on a specific section, you have about 100, I think, 75 different languages represented there. People can live in harmony. And I can understand that people, uh, you know, with some uh, uh, sociolo uh, sociology backgrounds might say, oh, well, historically speaking, people... But, you know, I consider if this is an outlier here in New York City, then let it be a positive outlier for people to realize that, hey, we can certainly coexist. This is the unity that we're talking about. Not making people feel as though they're being persecuted and making them fearful of this, you know, boogeyman. This, this is simply not true. You look at the statistics by the FBI, you see that, historically speaking, yeah, is it wrong that anyone has to die at the hands of the police? Yeah, but not every situation is the same. Just because a person is unarmed doesn't necessarily mean that they're non-violent, that they don't pose a threat. A knife can still be effective as a gun can. Yeah, and it, listen, if I'm, if I'm 6'3", 265, and I get a female police officer on the ground and she can't get to her firearm, guess what? I can easily kill her with very little resistance. That is deadly force without a weapon. That is unarmed. Just because you are unarmed does not mean that you, the shooting is bad. It doesn't mean it was a bad shoot. It could have been a bad shoot. But it doesn't mean that it is. And this is the problem. People uneducated, they get gaslit by politicians, they get gaslit by social media into going, oh my God, these poor people are being murdered in the street. Michael Brown was a criminal who tried to murder a police officer. Jacob Blake was a rapist who re-victimized his victim and went after cops with a knife. George Floyd, listen, no, no, regardless of whatever the cause of death ended up being, 
you, there's no one is ever trained to put your knee on somebody's neck when when making an arrest. I've spoken to many police officers about this. They say it's bad training. No one is ever trained to do that, and he should not have had his neck. It doesn't matter if it was a drug overdose. It doesn't matter what it was. You shouldn't have a knee on your neck. Whatever the court case came out with, whatever the hell they're doing with that, it's irrelevant. But that guy, again, a career criminal. A career criminal who threatened a pregnant woman with a firearm. Like, yeah, these no, are not was... good people. It is not your average. And it's not these college kids who are walking down the street just trying to get an education, and the cops roll up and shoot them all in the head. That's mm -hmm. not what's happening. Well, with Brianna Taylor, they tried to paint that picture of her and her. I think she was the medical assistance um, or nursing program. She was she... fired from like years ago. Yeah, she stopped. Uh, yeah, she I think she was fired. Or she stopped going. But that was what you saw all around. That was when you saw pictures of her in the media. It was her in the They put the picture of him when he was 12 years old, not when he was 17 with grills at like 6'2 and bashing some guy. Listen, George Zimmerman's a scumbag. I've said this a million times. You can have two bad people in a situation, though. He was bashing his head against the ground. That's deadly force. These are not innocent people. Very rarely is it an innocent person being shot by the police. Very, very rarely. Mm -hmm. So let's stop acting like that. It's just happening all the time. Like the cops are hunting people in the streets. Yeah. But again, the left has to push the narrative. If they don't, then what happens? Then there's no vehicle for them to uh, go off of anymore. I, now the immigration argument has been coming up with the, with Biden now saying, well, sorry, Jen Psaki saying that she's going to circle back. Uh, I was about because, to say that's about all she's saying. Yeah. Right, is she's going to circle back on uh, getting more information. Uh, on who's going to be allowed to stay and who's not uh, from the deportation list. Uh, and it doesn't seem like they're very much interested in letting or sending back rapists and murderers. She see, they seem very comfortable with the idea of actually keeping them uh, for a while now. And I say them, and if people want to say demeaning, then yes, I am demeaning rapists and murderers. Call me a feminist for all I care. So this is what the Biden administration is doing. They, where's the, there's no longer the kids in cages argument. That was only because orange man bad. Now it's orange woman saying that she's going to circle back to avoid anything. So, and don't get even get me started with John Kirby uh, for the National Defense Secretary. But he is just such a drama-infused uh, just show at the expense of other people. And at this case, at this point in time, it's been at the expense of minorities, largely. It's been largely, and the the villain has always been white people. You're having other, you're having white people empowered telling other white people that they're bad, simply for not being them, whether it be college educated or elected. But it's all misdirection because if you blame the cops, if you blame other white people, you can't blame Democrat policies, which are the ones victimizing minorities. What is the biggest thing we talked about? It with the welfare system. That has been, and bail reform have been the worst things for minorities in the last year besides COVID, right? Whose policies are those? Democrats. But if you blame the police, if it's the police fault, if it's all the, if it's Trump's fault, then you can, then you can stay in power, right? Because you're still fighting for them. But it's all lies. It's all lies and it's all misdirection and it's all designed for power. They do not care about us. And we see it now with, Cuomo reopening indoor dining on Valentine's Day, right? On extending deadlines for the Super Bowl for because, you know, COVID doesn't come out when the Super Bowl is up. So it's fine. You can stay out later on Super Bowl Sunday. It's all a game. It's all a game to them. And all they want, all they do is victimize us over and over and over again because we let them, because we allow them to be voted into office. 
Right. And again, this Coffee Unity has just been nothing. It's been a big nothing burger, the same way that the impeachment is. And by the way, happy uh, round two of impeachment day, everyone. Uh, I, for one, uh, today I can honestly say I didn't look because I'm not going to really pay attention to anything that really holds no merit or value. Um, I saw a little bit of the um, Louder Crowder uh, live stream, but that was about it. Saw me about 15 minutes and I turned it off. There was just nothing really of substance that was there. And people say, oh, well, Trump should have been there. Trump should have been there. Uh, no, a guilt, uh, a, sorry, an innocent person doesn't need to be there. And besides, if he were to show up, Trump were to show up at these, uh, these trials, he'd be nailed to the cross. They would ask him a whole bunch of questions. Oh, what did you think about this? What do you think of that? And God forbid, if the president stuttered, stumbled on his words, looked around, of, you know, potentially trying to recollect his thoughts. Oh, and the media would just take that little clip and expand and expand and expand upon it. That's why they can only say, oh, well, the president incited an insurrection, but they never show you the clip of him actually saying it. They even brought up, and they were discussing this earlier, where uh, in Trump's tweet where he said, you know, go in peace or go away with peace um, uh, on January 6th. So a lot of it is just a whole bunch of convoluted politics, and it's a circus show. For people who are afraid of the president for some reason, former President Trump, for whatever reason they may have reason to fear him, to try and ease their qualms and just spend more money and time not doing anything. That's what it is. Yeah, well, but mainstream media to... needs him to be there, Gabe. And mainstream media needs him to be there so they can get their sound clips, so they can get their viewership. Without him there, without him taking a stand, no one's watching this. No one cares. They really don't. The people are just going to go home and be like, yeah, yeah, I hope they convict him so we can't run in 2024. But they're not really watching. Oh, they're afraid. afraid. There, there, afraid. Is, there, there is no, there's, there's no hook for this. They, and they need him. So it's great that he stayed home. I, look, I'm glad he stayed home. He kills their viewership. So now they're pushing this. They have to put it on air and no one's watching. It's dead air. No one cares. Yeah, except for, you know, the pseudo, uh, uh, the pseudo voluntary uh, political science uh, liberal guy that's going around on Twitter and says, "Oh, you know, we, we did it. We're doing it." And that's another thing. Twitter. He's already uh, out of office. What are they doing? Well, not only that, but I saw on Twitter today they said uh, they're the hashtag "fight for Trump" was trending. I was like, "Oh my god, another another tr um, right wing hashtag is popping up on Twitter. This is kind of great." Uh, and then it was that was gone from the trending tab, and it was replaced with "convict Trump." I was like, oh, this sucks. I was like, of course you had to do it. There's no bias here whatsoever. Screw this. I focus on something positive today, which is National Pizza Day. I had some pizza today. So happy National Pizza Day as well. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I hate this every day is a holiday nonsense. I, I really can't stand National Pizza. It's not a real holiday. It's not, but it gave me an excuse to buy uh, pizza. National Emoji Day, National Taco. Come on, people. Let's, let's stop acting like every day needs to be celebrated. Wake up, go to work, get old, die of black lung, and you know, like your grandfather did, and you know, be a man. God, you're no fun. <laughs> well, speaking of no fun, ooh, these uh, these segues are great. Uh, do you want to talk about um, minimum wage first, or do you want to talk about AOC? Oh my god, let's do minimum wage because the AOC conversation is about three minutes. So let's do minimum wage and then we'll just touch on AOC before we finish up. All right. So uh, when it comes to minimum wage, uh, you know, everyone knows that the Democrats are pushing forth uh, this idea of uh, making it uh, $15 an hour. 
Now, the $15 an hour will not be uh, instant uh, across the board. It will gradually increase till I believe it's 2025. Uh, and from there, that's when you'll actually uh, see the full $15 an hour. Uh, and that was actually trying to be snuck in through uh, the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. Now the, now the CBO, which is the Congressional Budget Office, released a statement saying that while raising the minimum wage would actually uh, lift 900,000 people out of poverty, between 1.4 and 1.5 million people would be jobless across the so United States. Almost twice as many people would be jobless as lifted out of poverty. Correct. Mean, meanwhile, we had President Trump essentially eliminate unemployment through his fiscal policies. Well, till date, I think uh, like last week they asked like well, how much Biden, how many jobs Biden put on the table. He's only created about forty thousand jobs so far. That's nothing in comparison to what Trump did in his first few days in office. You're looking at like I think close to fifty, between fifty and seventy thousand, potentially even a hundred thousand within the first. He also of eliminated all those pipeline jobs. Oh, thank God. Yeah, so that's even an offset. We're yeah, so working at deficits. We're working at deficits right now. Deficits upon deficits upon liberal economics. That's what it is. So I put out a tweet that I'm very proud of. So I retweeted uh, CBS where they said, um, you know, they gave that little number out there, and I said, loss of jobs equals poverty. You can't just sit around saying like this proves the argument. You can charge whatever you want for for minimum wage. You can charge. Why don't we give everyone a hundred dollars minimum wage per hour? Why not? What's stopping us? There's nothing really stopping us whatsoever. The only thing that's stopping us is, uh, well, actually, the economics behind it. A job can't afford to pay everyone $100 an hour. But it's okay. It'll elevate the one pendejo that's still working there out of poverty. Because they don't... It's, it's really amazing, right? Everything that the left wants to fix, everything that they think that we can make the world perfect, there is no actual plan to do it, right? We talked about, let's fix climate change. How are you going to do that? We're going to tax people to death. That'll work, right? AOC's impossible to Green New Deal plan to get completely off of fossil fuels and retrofit every single building in the entire country in 10 years. Again, not possible. You know, uplift every single person who's working minimum wage job out of poverty. Not possible. There are rules to how these things work. We can't just make it up as we go along. But the left, has they have to make it up. Because in order to have their idyllic leftist paradise, you have to change the rules. Elizabeth Warren doesn't believe that money is an actual thing. She believes that it's just numbers on a computer, right? That's why right. she was going to do all these things, tax all these wealthy people, and not understand that when you tax the wealthy, they stop investing, and then you destroy all the investments in the country, and then all these other companies go out of business. They don't well, understand that there are rules. There are systems in place. It's not, I can move this piece, and not, a, it's Jenga. It's essentially Jenga. You can't just start knocking random pieces out and expect the whole tower not to fall. Well, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, the only numbers that she understands are those of the alcoholic content within a bottle and how many ounces it is. I was how say, the only thing she understands is 1.75, and that's a <laughs> when she's chugging handles. Bang, bang. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right, right, right. Yes, yes, of course. <clears throat> the honorable. The honorable. The, the honorable worst politician in the history of the world who's early onset dementia, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. 
But of course, the Democrats want to try and pass this off with COVID relief, because if you, if the Senate Rep uh, Republicans don't agree with this, then they're horrible because they, they're not fighting for COVID relief and they're blocking it and they're against the $15 minimum wage. But uh, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin also said that he's not supportive of this because he says, I'm supportive of basically having something that's responsible and reasonable. So good job, Democratic Senator. Uh, much, uh, I salute you very much because he's the uh, one out of West Virginia, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, not he's the right. one who will have to be the saving grace of the Republic when it comes to these gun reform bills because he's in a gun owner, a blue gun owning state, which is one of the very few of them. Yeah, but, but yeah, but this is this is what they do. We can't, and then it, again, they it's about guilt, right? Oh, you don't want to raise the minimum wage? What about those people who have to work two jobs? You want to, if you get a minimum wage job, sorry, you're gonna have to work more than 40 hours a week. Sorry, it's the way it's been. It's the way it's been forever since the beginning mm -hmm. of working. Right? If you don't make enough money, you need to work more. It's just the way it is. Not everybody right. gets to work nine to five and go home to a two bedroom house. Listen, some people are able to make thousands of dollars trading on the stock market every day and don't have any. They, they don't have a, a full college education. Maybe some college done, or they don't even. They don't even have to work that nine to five. They, they'll look at the markets. They'll sell what they have at a high uh, when it's you know high tide for them to do so, and then make a couple of thousand bucks. And that's what they just do. And that's how they support themselves. They pay taxes on their on their income or whatever and what have you. There are multiple ways to actually do it. And I will be one of those people that say, well, just invest. But I'm not going to say don't invest in GameStop. At the same time, I'm not going to stop you from investing in anything. Uh, there are there should always be ways to try and find uh, possibilities to increase your wealth. It's a it's a good thing. It's just bad spending habits. And and no one's no one owes you. Well, actually, no. I, I'll, I'll change that argument a bit. Uh, you're owed what you're worth, and you should always value and estimate what your that worth is. And if you feel like as though you put enough time and years in the same position, ask for that promotion. See what re the requirements are to work for that to get that promotion. And you know, don't be afraid to ask. If not, say you know what. Uh, hey boss, uh, you know, do this when you're a little bit more secure uh, with this other job. But say, hey, listen, I found something better. I'm looking for something better. Just wanted to let you know, and that's it. And look for that and do that. And I understand it's difficult. Work a side no job, said, right? But no one said it's going to be easy. It no one's it, guaranteed it's not easy. To be easy. The only mm -hmm. things guaranteed are death and taxes. That is it. Well, Those life things you are guaranteed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and you are free to pursue that. A better job, that higher pay. Don't just we'll, say we'll they're see, wasting we'll see the how same long level. that's still guaranteed, Gage. But in <laughs> life, no, no, you can't because abortion is up to nine months or out of the womb at this point. So yeah, and you know if you and if you resist them taking away your freedoms, then you don't have liberty, and they'll kill you. So then you don't even have you don't even have life. Mm. Life sucks. <laughs> yeah. things are not going well people but don't worry we're not going anywhere we are continuing to push back and continue to expose leftist insanity speaking of insane leftists alexandria ocasio-cortez is now lying about lying about lying lying yeah, upon lying, yeah. lying inception somehow gabe why don't you give people a little bit of better background on this so aoc held a press conference on monday Actually, across the street from where I get my haircut, actually a couple blocks away from where I get my haircut. And Wait, she, was actually, she was actually in New York? Yeah, she was in Queens for the first time in God knows how long. And she was with uh, Palpatine Light himself, Chuck Schumer. <laughs> she was Chuck Schumer. And they were talking about uh, the 
uh, introducing uh, like a $2 billion bill that will allow for families who have died from uh, COVID, if they have a loved one that died from COVID-19, uh, for funeral and cremation uh, costs. I mean, sure, you know, cool. That's a very sentimental thing, again, at the taxpayer's expense. But, you know, I think these are slightly different circumstances. I can find a little bit of, you know, reason in my heart to uh, do it, you know, to, for it to happen. But that's not what happened. The more interesting thing that happened afterwards was that AOC uh, lied about saying that she ever uh, said anything about uh, Ted Cruz, accusing Ted Cruz of being a murderer. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, back in January, on January 28th, uh, AOC says that, and quote, I'm happy to work with Republicans on the issue where there's common ground, but you almost had me murdered three weeks ago, so you can sit this one out. Happy to work with almost any other GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. In the meantime, if you want to help you can resign. Now, after this, after this press uh, conference was given, she uh, was questioned by a reporter if she retracts that statement, if she apologized. And her quote was, okay, so um, that quote, and, um, and I will not apologize for what I said. End quote. He also, even if he had, let's say, let's say Ted Cruz was the leader of this insurrection, she wasn't in the Capitol building. She was in her office making up a completely different story. This this woman is absolutely absurd. Absolutely yes. absurd. And if it had been the other way around, if Ted Cruz had said the same thing about AOC, he'd be called a oh. sexist. He'd be called a racist. She'd be like, I'm standing up as a proud Latino woman. And I, oh, I'm sorry, Latin, Latinx woman. I'm sorry. Don't you Latino. stop it. Stop it. <laughs> She's a Latina, and she's barely that. At, she's barely one at that. But that—that's what it would be. It would be a completely different story. But guess what? There's going to be no reporting on the fact that this woman constantly lies about everything. That she's essentially a paid actress. She doesn't believe any of this stuff. She's an actress. They hired her. She went to a casting call for some day. You want to make one hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars a year? Come to this casting call. Oh yeah, I do a spout communist rhetoric. It's a joke. She's a joke. It's a whole. The whole thing's a joke. It's ridiculous. And people, people going to reelect her again. Yeah. Well, she says that that wasn't the quote, and that she that she didn't have him murdered. Clearly, it says that she says that she's accusing him of trying to murder and three other screenshots uh, don't lie. Yeah, she's probably gonna have to do that tweet soon. I'm gonna have to actually take a screenshot of that. But it's super annoying that she can just walk waltz around spewing more lies. This is like what the third lie that she's caught, major lie that she's caught in, uh, and I call this a major lie because. There's verifiable evidence. Everyone's talking about how uh, how the big man, how former President Donald Trump was a liar, compulsive liar. This is somebody who is a compulsive liar, verifiably on just about anything that comes out of their out of her mouth. I don't even think that these ideas are hers anymore at this point. They're probably somebody else's, and these are just wild allegations. But hey, if she can accuse the GOP of trying to have her murdered by attacking a uh, attacking a building she wasn't even in, then I can say that she's a puppet for something else. At this point, who cares? Yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous. She's not even a talented puppet. It's, it's absolutely absurd. I mean, she can dance. You see, see that, like, uh, I forgot what what is it, Boston University? I don't know. One of the universities she, she had. Yeah, where, where, she, where she got her garbage economics degree because she knows absolutely nothing about economics. I mean, yes. She did nice twirls, you know? Oh, God. You and Tack. You and Tack, ridiculous. What? How are we ridiculous? Oh, <laughs> shut up. Oh, you're the one who cover on this show. My God.
But it's I mean, the news. It's what's in the news. It is what's in the news. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's important for people to understand um, who she really is, and she gives off of this this great persona of, oh, I care about you so much. The, I'm a woman of the people. I always said man of the people, God forbid. I'm a woman of the people. Well, gender doesn't matter, right? The left says gender doesn't matter or it doesn't exist or one of those two things. So it doesn't matter. You can call her anything. So do we not have the first female vice president? No, because you can't, because gender doesn't exist. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, last uh, kind of thing I wanted to say, if anyone cares about how much um, money is being set, uh, spent, it's an estimated uh, $483 million for the National Guard uh, to stay guarding D.C., until uh, I believe March fifteenth, so that's how much money me, we're spending to a deployment on our soil. Uh, and after that date, there's going to be five thousand troops uh, or guardsmen stationed through. Did they uh, indefinitely? Let, did they let them out of the parking garage yet? Uh, they're in hotels now, thank God, which is something that the military had complete ability to do beforehand. But that's okay. And that's oh sorry, I, and I don't even think that four hundred eighty-three million is is including the hotel fees. So this is going to be very interesting when everything's said and done. No, it, it's, it's really ridiculous. And we all know this impeachment that's going on is completely absurd. Um, I do like that there was that motion to impeach Chuck Schumer because if anyone's right. been lying and spreading hate and inciting violence, it's actually been Chuck Schumer. He's been right. doing it for the last year. He's been saying a lot of very hateful things and inciting people to violence. And it's absolutely ridiculous that no one's called him to the carpet before. But yet, once again, Maxine Waters, AOC, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, the entire the entirety of CNN. Um, I forgot Corey Black or whatever her name is. I think her name is Corey Black. She's been calling for violence. All these people have been inciting violence. Not one of these people has been disqualified from public office. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's a complete double standard. If you're going to have that as a standard, it should apply to everybody. And then it wouldn't even apply to President Trump because he the whole thing was about a peaceful march. It, it's it's just it's frustrating at this point. I agree. And I think we should end on our frustrations. Yes, we're going to end on our <laughs> frustrations, and that's good because it's getting uh, we're getting to 40 minutes. So, um, Gabe, when we let the people go, why don't you tell them your 17 different handles for social media? All right. So I actually have a new social media um, contact uh, way for me to keep in touch with you guys. If you're on Telegram, it's Telegram slash The Baron Montalvo. It is called The Baron's Court. That's where I'll be sending you all sorts of Yes, that's why I'll be sending you all sorts of updates on articles that I write, uh, just general information, potentially media. Answer some questions because I'm still banned from Instagram Lives. Uh, they say temporarily this has become more so like indefinitely. So, you know, that's fun. Also, uh, if you're on Instagram on that topic, you can follow me at Baron.Montalvo uh, and on Twitter, Baron underscore Montalvo, on Facebook at the Baron Montalvo. And that's the same thing you can use on Parlor. If you're uh, a New York, uh, young Republican, I want to be a part of the New York Young Republican Club. Please check out nyyrc.com and type in nyyrc on every major uh, social media platform. Yep. And if you're watching this, our social media for the web podcast is at the bottom, but I'll say it anyway in case you are happen to be listening or you can't read. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, and if Parlor ever gets back up again, Empire State Conservatives, and on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network. And remember, we are live on Facebook and YouTube Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7.30 p.m., unless we have to change the time, but you will know earlier in the day. When I do Eastern that, time. Eastern, Eastern time. Yes, Eastern Standard Time. Um, <laughs> the only sure, time. Yes, and make sure to visit our website at EmpireStateConservative Network.com to links to all of our blogs, shows, 
merchandise. Once again, code fraud20 for 20% off. No Gabe, not Gabe10 for 10% off. After we're done with that other one, you can start pushing that again. But guys, also make sure to check out the WaxCast podcast and This Is America on our website. So for that, everybody, don't believe AOC and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.